1: Six of time. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. It's a Monday, so rinse and repeat. Here we go again. During the course of the weekend, that bill by the Democrats, by Chuck Schumer, especially in the Senate, that's supposed to solve our immigration border problems was released, of course, with no time for anybody to read it. Today's show is sponsored by Osculation Rejuvenation for when the... It's the fan. And it really certainly has. Now, we're going to go through just a little bit of this bill, but the gist of it is this. 350 pages to solve the border crisis. It was done in secret and then dumped in front of everybody in the Senate with very little time to read it. Hang on, let's go through just some of it. (laughs)
2: And feel free to participate.
1: This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move. If I was your senator, congressman, which you don't want, which is why I'm never going to run, I would, if ever, and this means I would vote against most bills, any bill that would drop in front of me at the last minute And I'm supposed to pour through it. Not just read it all. But absorb what it means. Now, A lot of members of Congress will get their staff to each take a section of the bill and read it. And then report back to the congressman on what they read. But still, that's not enough time to really look at the language. Look for anything that might have been done that's unscrupulous, you know. Look for unintended consequences. So... Am am I supposed to just vote on everything that's dropped in front of me because it has a nice title on it? Well, I I wouldn't do that. Even though this is supposed to be a border protection bill, you and I know that, again, if they put this together behind closed doors, touting it was going to be great. And then at the last minute, released it and dropped it in front of your senators and said, okay, vote on it. And they talk about how wonderful the bill is. I just heard on the news Chuck Schumer saying that, well, this bill, everybody's saying how it's going to help protect the border. Okay, everybody's not saying that. Most people haven't even read it all. We have bits and pieces that have been read through. By the way, this bill is not even necessary. The president keeps saying, pass the bill, so I have the power to protect the border. He has always had the power to protect the border. Everybody knows it. You know that. He knows that. Could have defended the border any time. Trump was doing it. Other presidents have done it. You can defend our borders. So, okay. Here's part of the story. A bill released. Senator James Lankford, Chris Murphy, uh, and what well, talks about the different people involved in it. Among other things, a summary of the legislation shows... That the bill would kick into overdrive the Biden administration's process of getting as many border crossers and illegal aliens as possible into the U.S. interior with work permits. Is that what you wanted? What they're looking for is some kind of a bill that will give them money and speed up the process to bring people in rather than doing what everybody else has to do, which is go through a screening process to make sure what we're getting here. Specifically, it says here the bill would establish the so-called protection discrimination interviews for tens of thousands of border crossers and illegal aliens arriving every few days. Those who receive positive protection determinations immediately receive work authorizations and are referred to a uh, protection merit interview. Working wages have been inflating for decades, and the Senate border de- de- deals now give expedited worker permits. Are they insane, said Senator Josh Hawley, he wrote on Twitter. Even more consequential, the bill would establish new federal statutes to ensure border crossers and illegal aliens are quickly rewarded with work permits. Uh, and they would have to check in, basically every two years or so which you know they're not going to do that now that's one of the stories that i have this isn't the only one i mean there's a whole list of them that i have lined up for you here and i'm not going to go through it all i just want to make sure that we get uh, the information we need so far because no one has really had a chance to go through all of this let's see senate establishes migration rule oh here's a loophole here uh the border would not be shut down until they've reached about five thousand people a day crossing. Yeah, the the story here says, whenever the border emergency authority is activated, the secretary shall have authority, in the secretary's sole, unreviewable discretion, to summarily remove and uh, from a prohibit in the whole part okay. entry into the U.S. of the United States of any alien identified in subsection A3 who is subject to such authority in accordance with his subsection this is how they write this thing Yeah, yeah. okay so it comes down to once again we have to have according to this bill over 5,000 people a day crossing the border before the thing is shut down now why not 100 a day If 100 people a day are caught crossing the border illegally, then we just shut the sucker down. How about that? How about not a bill at all? We don't need a bill. The the Democrats are going to sell this as, well, we would have, and that's what the president's trying to sell this as. Well, we would have closed down the border. The president didn't have the authority. Yes, he has it right now. Again, Trump did it. Presidents before him did it. We can shut this down anytime we want. The president already has the authority. A bill like this isn't necessary. So to say that we can allow up to 5,000 a day to cross the border, really? And then to say that we're going to expedite getting them into the country and giving work permits out, really? This is but part of what's in the bill. Again, 350 pages long this is what Chuck Schumer and a few other people were working on behind closed doors, which is another major red flag. The fact that they were working on this behind closed doors for weeks. We're not supposed to know what's really in it until it's passed. And remember, Nancy Pelosi talked about that. If you want to know what's in the bill, you've got to pass the bill so you can know what's in it beyond the fog of all of the media and all the critics and so on. Rather than just putting out there This is what we're trying to do. So where's the transparency in this? Now, you already know the answer to these questions. And why they don't want the bill as transparent as... And also, the language that I just read there, did that make any sense? Of course not. You got to write it in some kind of a legal ease, so it's not easy to understand. This is what we're dealing with right now, which, of course, is absolutely no shock to you. The answer would be to shutting down the border. Uh, Mr. President, go shut it down. You already have the authority. It's always existed. Just shut it down. Now, what we're really going to have to do as Americans is make sure we elect someone who actually will shut down the border. And I don't just mean a president. Make sure we have a House and Senate that will do it as well and get control of that damn bureaucracy to make sure it happens. My back hurts.
0: From carrying the weight of being my mom's most badass child. He's talking to himself in a padded room, and you could be the voice in his head. Join the conversation on Wake Up Wyoming, 866-97-WOODS.
1: 622 is the time, Wake Up Wyoming. I really don't like starting off on Monday with an irritating story like this, but I kind of had to. So for those just joining me, yeah, the... Senate, uh, Chuck Schumer, has released that bill finally that's supposed to protect the border, which, as we know, the president could have done that at any time. We don't need extra powers or extra money. The president already has everything he needs to go protect the border. But okay, here's a little bit more on this. The Senate has released the choice as its long awaited border bill that reportedly increases the inflow of legalized illegal immigrants into American communities, workplaces, and schools, titled the Emergency National Security Supplemental Appropriations Act. Uh, And I actually gave you a lowball number. A 370-page bill was released at 6.40 p.m. on Sunday. It's accompanied by a multi-billion dollar appropriations bill intended to fund the resources needed to register, release, release, transport, and house in Americans' coastal cities and inland communities. The bill is being marketed as a national security bill that seeks to overcome opposition by Republican legislators whose election depends on enthusiastic turnout, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, it also, oh, of course besides those worried about migration in this. Let me see. It's up deep pockets for this crime, overcrowding. Oh, and chaotic diversity. I have to find out what that means. But they throw that in there, the term chaotic diversity. However, Democrats are touting the bill as a fix for President Joe Biden's terrible poll numbers for 2024. The establishment authors of the bill have largely hidden its contents along with many possible loopholes, exemptions, modification, and caveats that can turn apparent restrictions into government-funded welcomes. The bill was assembled behind closed doors by a tight circle of establishment advocates. They include Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. The three senators, it talks about who's there. Okay. The White House side was advised by the Biden pro- Migration border chief, Mayorkas. <clears throat> Mayorkas, The story says skilled lawyer who has cut numerous loopholes into the nation's border laws. According to this, And me say here now. If I can go ahead and play this, I mean, this is on Face the Nation. Uh, this is uh, Senator. Semina, I think is what her last name is pronounced. As. I want to
3: underscore your fact check there because the claim has been repeated, including by Donald Trump, that there would be a minimum of 5,000 people let in per day. And you just explained why that is not factually accurate. But it has also been ac- um, echoed by the Speaker of the House, um, Mike Johnson. I know you have said you have a line of communication open with him. He said on another network this morning, individual senators call, give me tips and offered things that are going on in the room. But he says he was left out of this entire process. Has he assured you that he's going to put this bill on the floor?
1: And yeah, it looks like he's going to. So, OK, the bill, will re- they say, will reduce the flow of illegal immigrants or just legalize much of Biden's illegal immigration. Each year, Congress allows 1 million illegal immigrants and roughly 1 million temporary workers into the country. That flow is huge compared to the American population, which is roughly about 3.6 million births every single year. So we have more people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you think about how many people are born into this country as citizens and then the number of people who flow over the border. So the provision that may squeak by, which of course this woman says it's not in there, but yeah, it would allow up to 5,000 a day. The provision may be a sneaky way, it says, to parole the influence, which is limited to roughly 15,000 people a year under Barack Obama and less under Trump. So the bill may tout minor curbs, but now I wonder, do you think that they will really do that? I mean, honestly, do you think... If they say, we're only going to allow so many people in a year, which they should be doing anyway, do you really think that they'll do that? And again, they didn't need more money. They didn't need more powers. Jude over there in Mills, more judges to make it faster. Yeah. I.D., John, and and Candy, Morning Glenn. This is the same thing they always do. They promise security, but first we need money. And go back to the 86 bill. They scammed Reagan. And they've been doing it ever since. Yeah. And Rianne's... Uh, I haven't seen it yet, Rianne, but apparently there's you're saying there's money in there for Ukraine too? Okay. Well, let me see. Advocates say it's a catch and release. Uh, does the legislation overturn co- court-imposed loopholes? Much of the nation's border laws are set by judges. This allows pro-migration groups to break uh, loopholes open that would normally block the flow. For example, California judge has ordered agencies say they cannot hold illegals there for more than 21 days. But 21 days is too short of a time at this point to fully process because they're just being overwhelmed by this, you get the idea. We're gonna hear more about the bill. So far what I have on it is little bits and pieces because they dropped it again, late Sunday night. And here it is early Monday morning. So we're doing what we can to learn about the bill. And as more comes in, well, I think it should be dead on arrival. You know, all the Republicans in the Senate will vote against it. It's got to go through the House. And I doubt the Republican House will allow it through. All right, now, the Democrats will say, see, we tried to do something about the border, but you didn't let us. This is, I think this is really more than anything what it's set up for. Go ahead, Republicans. Kill this bill. Then the Democrats. Then Biden gets to say during an election year, "We tried, we tried, but you didn't let us." That's what they're attempting to do. Coming up on six thirty local news. Coming to your way right after local news update on your weather forecast. You and I get back into it again early Monday morning. Weather not bad out there up to this weekend. Let's wake up, Wyoming.
0: Best talk show host in the state within his price range. Tune in to Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods weekdays at 6.
1: Thirty-six. at a time, it's Wake Up, Wyoming. So, okay, uh, morning, Jet. Jet Yoder says, I think, as far as the border bill put up by the Democrats in the Senate, I think in excess of 5,000 a day, is that in excess of uh, seven days right to shut down? So run 20,000 a day for a week? Yeah, well, it's high numbers, and it should never be, well, we're allowing 5,000 a day to cross the border. How about if 100 people cross a border in one day, we shut the border down? Because that's too many right there. Absolutely not. But let's go back for just a minute to, I'll give you an idea, and I'm not trying to talk to you like you're stupid here, because I know you know this. But let's take a look at why every country on the planet has border laws and checks people as they cross the border one you don't want people getting across the border that have diseases that your country is not used to we've seen what happens there it's a disaster Two, make sure the people don't have bad intentions no criminals terrorists you know things like that no rapists no murderers you know things like that okay finally do you have a way to support yourself before you come into our country because we don't want you being a burden on our system we already have enough of a problem with that as it is you need to be able to support yourself so whether you're independently wealthy or you have a job or family's gonna take care of whatever the case is show us that you're gonna be taking care of yourself and you're not a burden all right if you can show these things and we can verify you are who you say you are and you don't have a criminal background and et cetera, et cetera then fine we can let you into the country And there's a bit of a probation period there to make sure while you're in this country, again, you you don't have any bad intentions, you're working hard, right? Things like that. After a period of time, well, okay, this person is showing that they're a good addition to our country. They've proven that they're exactly the kind of person we want in our country. So, okay, would you like to become a citizen? Because we have a pathway to do that now. Every country on the planet does that. Why aren't we allowed to? Why the Democrats think that it's a good idea just open up the border? Now, so you know, I've I've said many times over, I'm more libertarian-ish. I always throw the ish at the end there. Now, true blue libertarian thinkers have always been in favor of just open borders. With the idea that if you're a free person, if you want to go somewhere, Go. You're a free person, travel the way you want to travel. Well, this is what this looks like. The chaos that you see here, the problems it's causing, this is what this looks like when you just open up your border. To my libertarian friends, now you see what it looks like. Also, people that are full, head-on libertarian want legalization of all drugs. And my answer is, well, there are some I would, but most I wouldn't. And we need to take a different tack than just arresting people. Because drugs... Are, well, you see what happens when there are some cities out there that have just legalized everything. And you've seen what happened to those cities. Okay. So there's what happens when you just legalize everything. All right. So we have to have some... It's like when you're raising a kid. You don't let the kid do whatever. You put up certain barriers, if you will, or don't cross this line, kid. There's reasons for this. There's limits. And adults can very much be the same way. So no, we don't don't just let anybody pour in, because we don't just have drugs pouring over our border. Terrorists, human trafficking, including sex slaves... And, and of course, here comes people wanted for horrible crimes in other states. Rape and murder and all sorts of other horrible crimes. Gangs are coming across our border. We're just letting them flood in. I.D. John is saying all the questions are asking is what they ask at Ellis Island. Yeah. Yeah. This is exactly what they did at Ellis Island is just screen people before they came in. We didn't just let a lot of people came through Ellis Island. We didn't just let people just walk into the country. And every country on the planet does this. So the idea is, again, just secure the board. That's all you have to do. And we don't need some new bill. We don't need some new law like Biden is saying, just pass that and I'll be able to do it. No, Biden, you could have done this anytime you wanted. But again, here's what's going to happen. I think the Republicans will find a way to shut this down. I hope so. Well, I don't always have a lot of faith in Republicans, but they find a way to shut this down, right? And then the Democrats start to scream, we would have secured the border, but you wouldn't let us. Which, of course, is garbage, but that's how they're going to try to sell it to the American people. 642, your extended weather forecast.
0: Honestly, he's just happy to be here. Catch Glenn Woods on Wake Up Wyoming weekdays at 6 on air on Alexa and on the Wake Up Wyoming app. 6.48
1: 6:48. The time it's wake up Wyoming, which means off we go to talk to Frank Gambina, who's waiting over there in the ice box. So Frank, uh, this morning, as I was just kind of rifling through the internet, I came across uh, broccoli and cheese Pop Tarts. Why? Yeah, that's what I said too. Now,
4: I the way this is done, it looks. I mean, is co- the, the the company the Pop Tarts? the no. company that makes pop actually make those or no this is somebody's invention it's to, somebody in, is in, a, in yeah, the garage. It's an
1: invention it was it's a spoof it's just somebody i can tell by the way the box is done here somebody on the internet it looks like an artificial intelligence picture yeah and it says pop-tarts broccoli cheese so i decided to go ahead and just put it up on my uh facebook page to see what kind of reaction i got uh number one karen says you got that in brussels sprouts
4: Uh, A Karen or just Just Karen? Karen. Just just
1: Karen. Karen herself. Not a Karen. I don't know if she is a Karen, but Karen anyway. Dan just says, hell no. But I like this one. Leanne sends me a note. Uh, Some guy named Russell wrote, my wife bought off the brand... Pop tarts So I've seen off-brent. Yeah, I have too, or, yeah. yeah. Sometimes I think she's acting that way on purpose. Don't know why she's trying to drive me away, but I'm not going to budge. I'll love her through this. This is raw and offy, ugly the ugly side of marriage that people don't want to talk about. So he's gonna have some. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> there is a song which I really like. It's from the TV show Family Guy. Yeah. And it's a folk song. And the words are have you ever Put butter on a pop-tart it's so freaking good you know yeah i don't know well now here's the thing there are pop-tarts out there that don't have icing
4: yes those are the plain ones yes i didn't like those
1: no well but now if you put butter
4: yeah
1: on a pop-tart so put it in toaster when it comes out put butter on let it melt in a little bit i bet you that would be absolutely delicious even better yeah. Is ice cream on top of a Pop-Tart Really? I've never oh, tried that okay, yeah. Do you have a certain kind oh. of ice cream And,
4: like and this is after the Pop-Tart's been out of the toaster Okay. So hot Pop-Tart, and cold then, ice cream
1: Okay, do you make like an ice cream sandwich out you of d- it?
4: You, you make it and eat it fast
1: Okay Because I mean,
4: the ice cream's going to melt because the, the Pop-Tart is hot Well,
1: I'm wondering, do you crunch the Pop-Tart up into the ice no, cream no, no, Or no, make no, a no, sandwich just, out of it?
4: Just, just lay it, not even a sandwich, just lay the Pop-Tart down yes. Ice cream on top Take a fork or a spoon and just Just go right
1: through it there. You know something,
4: Frank? I'm I'm gonna try this. Uh, I wouldn't steer you wrong. Men's College basketball mode over the weekend. Just when you thought the Wyoming Cowboys were making progress, then they turned in a brutal performance in their 62-48 loss at UNLV on Saturday night in Vegas. For the Pokes, it was Brick City. They were 4 of 25 from three-point land and went close to 10 minutes without scoring. UW 3 of 16 from three in the first half and trailed by eight of the break and trailed by as many as 23 in the second half. So the Cowboys are 5-4 and four in Mountain West play, 12-10 overall, plus they have lost 20 straight road conference games to UNLV, 20. UW will be at home tomorrow in Laramie to meet 19th rated New Mexico at 630. Wyoming Cowgirls came out with a win over Nevada on Saturday in Laramie 59-52 but that game was kind of ugly at times for the UW ladies. They were a brutal 1 of 12 from the 3 point line but also 14 of 16 from the free throw line. Allison Furtick led the way with a dozen for the Cowgirls so they're 8-2 of Mountain West play. 13-8 overall. They'll be at home on Wednesday to take on Utah State. Junior college basketball from over the weekend. The Casper College women improved the 19-5 with an 85-60 win over Eastern Wyoming from Torrington. On Saturday afternoon, Andy Schistler had led the T-Birds with 17. The Casper College men beat Eastern Wyoming 101-90 to to get to 15-9 on the year. An up and down of game again for the T-Birds with a combined 162 shots and 64 three-point attempts. Casper was led in scoring by Jimma James and Abdul Bashir with 21 each. Casper teams will be at Western Wyoming and Rock Springs on Saturday. The C men's team got to 13-11 beating Western Wyoming over the weekend, 77 72 thanks to 25 points from Davion Butler. The LCCC women beat Western Wyoming 64-49. Lila Spring led the Golden Eagles with 22. The L-Trip teams will host Northwest Paul on Friday. The high school indoor track season cruised along on Friday and Gillette on the girls' side, the Trona Sage Gustafson won the 55-meter dash and the 200-meter dash. Maggie Matson of Cheyenne East won the 800 and the 3200. Talia Morris of East had a leap of 19 feet, 13 and a half inches in the long jump. Tegan Becker of Kelly Walsh won the shot put again again. Laramie freshman Lainey Berryhill continues her solid season with a win in the 1600. Cheyenne Central sophomore Kaliana Flores finished first in the 400-meter dash. On the boys' side, Kelly Walsh with a couple of champions. Landon Walker set a school record in the triple jump going 44 feet 2 inches, while Caleb Ortberg of KW won the 55 hurdles in 7.81. Laramie's Dominic Everly won the 3200, and Cheyenne Central's Nicholas Lewis won the pole vault at 13 feet 6 inches.
1: I have just part of the song for you, Frank, yes, here. Sir. Here we go. This is from Family Guy. If I can get the volume up so it can play for you. Oh, it's not going to do it, oh, Frank. Do it. we'll... we'll <sighs> wait, wait a second. S- save it you, at- thank you. Sure. it's just too. i i'll play for you another time <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just i'll then. send it to you <laughs> thank you frank okay folks it's from the tv show family guy if you ever put butter on a pop tart it's so freaking good it's the name of the song just butter on a pop tart family guy it'll come up on youtube hello david he's in texas not the dave in san francisco but the cool day from texas to join us so wake up wyoming Six of time. Let's wake up, Wyoming. It's a Monday, so rinse and repeat we go. All right. I've complained many times in the past to no avail, but I keep complaining about it. Government should not be a bank. Government should not be loaning money. State of Wyoming does quite a bit of it. And it went belly up again. Today's show is sponsored by Osculation Rejuvenation for when the hits the fan. And, you know, I always try to make sure I'm standing on the proper side of the fan for that. Okay, so here's the story. There's a company out there, Atlas Carbon. All right, so they got some investors, sure. But when they went to put the company together, they weren't able to get enough investors. Now, you 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 want your own money, investors, bank loans. They were falling way short. So they were able to sit down with the Wyoming Loan and Investment Board And get about $15 million. Now, that's where I've said for many years, that board should not exist. Wyoming should not be loaning money to anyone. In fact, there was a time, for those in Cheyenne, you remember this, some years ago, there was a guy who wanted to do a Little League uh, event in Cheyenne, Wyoming. This was going to be like a a Little League All-Stars game. All the best teams from around the country would show up. And it would make a lot of money, he said, for the city of Cheyenne. But in order to do this, the guy was short about $50,000. So the city of Wyoming loaned him $50,000. And he completely defaulted and fumbled the whole thing. The event never happened. And the city was out $50,000. And I'd said at the time to the mayor, so what have we learned from this? And she said, don't loan money like that. And, yeah, don't loan money ever. In fact, at some time later, if my understanding is right, some of you might be able to help me if you remember the story, I think the guy came back saying, okay, I got it together. Now we can do this. <clears throat> I'm going to need some money. And the city said, well, when you pay back the last $50,000, maybe we'll talk about it. But, of course, they were not really ever going to loan him, even if he did come back with the money. But this is very typical. If somebody who wants to start a project, whatever the project is, they need to have their own money. Investors would be good. If you can get loans from banks, great. But none of that money should come from government. That's not the proper role of government. Because government should understand, if somebody doesn't have enough of their own money, they can't get investors and they can't get a bank loan, there's three red flags or three strikes. Don't give them money. Odds of it getting back to you are really low. So here's what happened. Atlas Carbon received a $15 million loan from the state of Wyoming, and now it's in default. It must open up its books to state auditors here in Wyoming. Atlas Carbon is the first company to commercialize a non-combustive use for coal. Which I doubt. But there's we use coal for all sorts of things, so I doubt that. But all right, reading on. It. The State Loan and Investment Board voted unanimously to declare Atlas Carbon in default. So under the rule, and so you know who's on the board. Governor Mark Gordon, Secretary of State Chuck Gray, Auditor Christy Racinas, Treasurer Kurt Meyer, and the Superintendent of Public Instruction, Megan, which are school marm, in other words. Uh, So those are the people who sit on the board. Under the rules of the loan, state treasurer office could seize the company's assets. That was put up as collateral. Quote, we're hoping for a positive outcome for both Atlas Carbon and the interests of the state. The company's CEO said Atlas Carbon will work with the state to resolve the matter. And that the company's coal refining plant will continue normal operations. Again, they're using coal for other things than using it to make electricity. As far as we're concerned, our operation is going fully forward and we're bringing our products to our clients as we're speaking. And they had a conversation with Wildfile on this. So there's other legal trouble that Atlas Carbon currently has. The, the company was awarded about $15 million back in 2016. There was a grace period of no payments until the company became profitable then it came time to pay at well when it came time for atlas carbon to pay that's when they began to default so they never really became profitable atlas carbon claimed that they are working on increasingly challenging financial with or in increasingly challenging markets and you'll love this where environmental and social corporate governance esg those people who are policing it don't like when people use coal for anything. This is where I've said to the governor on a couple of occasions, trying to sequester carbon into the ground or capture it out of thin air is not going to do anything. Because those people who want coal in the ground and oil in the ground, they want it in the ground. They don't want it to be used for anything. So when, they try, when this company tries to find investors... Oh, you're using coal for something? Well, no, because you're using coal, and that coal is bad. Okay, that's your ESG for you, which I doubt is the only reason. But okay, so the uh, CEO of the company says, all Atlas needs is a little more time. Atlas is not asking to expand the amount of loan or security that protects the state interests or otherwise put the state at risk, we simply need more time. So once again, we're asking the question here, whether the government should loan money to those who can't find enough investors or acquire adequate bank loans. The argument is made once again, that the government should never act as a bank. Now, this wouldn't be the first time I found out in an odd way how long I've been in Wyoming. I was wondering, I, I arrived in Wyoming when? How long have I been in Wyoming? And then recently my bank sent me an email thanking me for 15 years of service. Oh, you're thanking me for 15 years? Oh, so that's how long I've been in Wyoming, 15 years. I, I didn't know that. I was trying to calculate when that happened. There's a way I can go ahead and look it up, but I had no idea. Because when I got to Wyoming, I switched over to Wells Fargo as my bank. And so thanks for 15 years. Okay, so in that time, I've covered this kind of story multiple times. Where either a city in Wyoming or a state or the state government loan money, and the company went belly up and they're not getting it back. Now, I know banks do that too. Banks are constantly fighting people defaulting on loans, I understand. But this is why I say your government should never act as a bank. The job of banking is for bankers. Now, for those people who are saying, but how do we get these? We've got to diversify our, our, our economy. How do we get companies to come join us here in the state of Wyoming? Not by loaning the money. It's not for government to give out. And this, this drives me nuts. I hate the idea of grants and subsidies and loans coming from government. That's not what government's here to do. If you have a great idea for a product, absolutely. I mean, I, I wish you all the best. But again, you should have as much of your own money as you can. Go find investors. Go to banks and get loans. You can get loans from other private entity, too. And But the only thing government should be doing is, first off... Make sure that you're not ripping anybody off and make sure that your business is not polluting. CO2 is not a pollutant, but I mean real pollution. Now you're doing it clean and honest. That's it, that's all I want government to do. Other than that, just they need to stay out of it. And so if a company comes along with hat in hand, we don't have enough money to start this company. Well, I guess you're not starting the company then. You're asking government, you're asking the wrong people.
2: Do you have any history of mental illness in your family?
0: I have an uncle who does yoga. Allergies? Cowardice and weak-willed men. And hazelnuts. Sexual history? Epic and private. Okay. Well, that image is going to stick with you all day. Glenn Woods. He talks to you, not at you. Be part of the show at 888-97-Woods. This is Wake Up Wyoming on K2 Radio.
1: 720 is the time. It's wake up Wyoming. So I got a couple of things. I just started looking at some things here that I realized oh, these kind of go together. So if you're just joining me here in the state of Wyoming, there's a company that was going to use coal to make other products that had nothing to do with using coal as a combustion effort to and the story i have to make a correction the story that i was looking at well this would be the first company to do something like this no well i don't know maybe that's given the wrong idea there's all sorts of companies out there that do this maybe the first company in wyoming but there's coal is used for all sorts of different things okay in fact for those people who want solar panels you can't make solar panels without coal it's used for all sorts of things But, okay, the company borrows $15 million from the state of Wyoming, and they're defaulting on it. Which is one of the many reasons I say government needs to stay out of loaning anybody money. Government's not a bank. They're government. Banks are banks. Government's government. They're not supposed to be doing each other's jobs. This is where the whole, if you think about it, the whole ESG thing comes along. Banks should not be trying to govern people. That's government's job government is not supposed to be loaning money like a bank. That's the bank's job. You see how they're crisscrossing at this point. The lines are getting blurred. Okay, that leads us since we're talking coal and so on into the cult of climate change and the end times apocalypse. So put
2: on your respirator and let's fix that generator and while we're out we'll mend our fences too. See, I'm not afraid of dying. Just got reasons for surviving. I want one more day in the apocalypse
1: with you. Okay, two story two things. One's a story and just something that I found at the same time. So the first one here: United Nations Foundation is quietly fueling climate policy, we all knew that, by funding Democrat states. United Nations Foundation, a nonprofit. Founded in the nineteen nineties, supported by global human initiatives, quietly fueling climate change policies and top Democrat state governments nationwide, Washington DC based organization, which has created was created to work closely with the United Nations, the House U.S. Climate Alliance, a coalition of Democrat led states, launched to coordinate environmental policy after Donald Trump withdrew from the UN Paris Climate Accords. Which we need to do again, by the way. As part of the initiatives, United Nations Foundation has wired millions of dollars to state governments and agencies. In many cases, even funding some officials' salaries. Think about that. They're on the payroll of the U.N. According to United Nations Foundation, tax filings reviewed by Fox News Digital, the group wired a staggering $5.4 million. To 12 state governments between 2020 and 2022, the most recent year with data available, with grants often being vaguely earmarked for UN strengths. Further in uh, form request by Fox, let's see. Uh, one person in Michigan received 451 thousand dollars from the group, curiously routed through the University of Michigan. That's a, okay. So, quote: What we see is wealthy donors providing layers to staff to do what is supposed to be government work by U.N. strategic partners, no less boasting that these millions to staff government offices in the United States is for U.N. strengthening the U.N. Strengthening the UN. Okay, so they're, uh, quote, they are staffing governors' offices to set policies and regulatory agencies. So when you think about how the bureaucracy is now the fourth branch of government. Part of this bureaucracy is being funded by the U.N., and that bureaucracy these days writes law, as you know. They're not supposed to, but they do. This is being funded by the United Nations. Meanwhile, the risk of blackouts across the U.S. soars as this U.S. agency, the story says, transitions its agenda, well, you you know, where? To less reliable energy. Overall, the story says United Nations foundations filings show that Dorn the time frame with data available north carolina has been the largest beneficiary of the scheme receiving about 1.2 million in us climate alliance grants sent to the state office of the governor department of commerce and department of transportation in the same time frame the nonprofit, this doesn't sound like it's nonprofit to me when they're sending out this much money to people, spent about 853000 in Maine's office of the Energy Department and Agriculture in Maine. And New Mexico's government received $725,193 to the Environmental Department of Energy and Natural Resources. So you, here again, the story goes on from here, but here's the United Nations trying to fund local governments because they really can't. They want to, but they really can't run our countries. So instead, they find a way to do this. And it's usually by waving money around in front of local governments. And local governments want the money, so they take it and do what they're told. Kathleen and Casper, the U.N. is also funding America's border invasion. And hey, you in Marbleton, have you seen the video by Candace Owens and Glenn Beck? of the Middle Eastern man crossing the border and him saying that we should know who he is. Yes, I have seen that one, yeah. Now, here's another one for you. This is a little, it's going to sound a bit off topic, but just kind of hang with me on this one. Let me see if I can enlarge this sucker so I can see it a little bit better. This is, no, it's not going to let me do it that way. Um, This is from Chipotle, which I am very disappointed in because I like them. I mean, I really do. They they have some really good food. I like Chipotle. If you go there to go get some lunch, you could get a receipt, or at least see on the menu anyway, something that shows you what your carbon footprint is going to be for your lunch. Now, I've seen this on... I'll have to see if our local Chipotles here in Wyoming are doing the same thing. I've seen and I'm gonna read it to you that we get out of the next news and information break. I'm kinda of gonna go through this receipt for you, but also it's it's partly on the menu too. And I do remember I told you guys around just before Christmas time I had seen a oh, what was uh it was a automobile that was for sale, and the automobile had on its sticker a score for its climate footprint. Yeah, and I looked at this and I thought, well, that's not going to help a guy like me. I'm going to look at the score and go, that score is too low. I want a bigger carbon footprint. So they're going to have the opposite. This is a lot like when, and I don't think most people pay attention to this, this to me is a lot like when you go to a restaurant to buy something to eat and they give you the calorie count. That was supposed to help people get thinner. Has that helped you? Have, do you look at the calorie count when you're at a restaurant? Maybe some people do, but they order it anyway. All right, so I'll, I'll read this receipt to you and then this menu item as well, right after our, our next news and information break. So, local news coming away right after local news update on the weather forecast, and you and I get back into it. It's a wake up When.
0: cup of coffee in the morning. Tasteless, but it'll get you through the day. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods.
1: 7.36 at the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Talk. Okay, let me see Lee and Laramie. Morning, Lee. He said, Good morning, Glenn. I just wanted to compliment a young man that helped me with my snow. Sunday we got about eight inches of snow. Really? And it was heavy. See, I got I saw some flakes coming down where I live, but it never stuck. Pretty good amount of rain now. But anyway, you got eight inches in a while. I went to give him $10 for helping, and he wouldn't take it. There are some great kids out there, some great parents left. Well, see, that just makes everybody feel better. Thankfully. And Let's see, sage-grouse and Gillette. And guess where the money the U.N. is using comes from? The taxpayer. Yes, U.S. taxpayers. You're right. Mike and Casper. You may like Chipotle food, but they are so woke, it's scary. See, I had no, really, I had no idea. I wasn't, I wasn't watching, but they're part of the Green okay, Police. Okay, so it's
2: 3708, okay. uh, paper, plastic.
1: Plastic. That's the magic word. What? Green Police.
3: <laughs> you picked the wrong day to mess with the ecosystem, plastic boy. Battery. 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 Let's go, take the
5: house. Come on. Come me, Put the rind down. Sir, that's a compost infection!
4: Did you install these bulbs? No.
0: Wow. Tragedy strikes tonight where a man has just been arrested for possession of an incandescent light
5: bulb. What do you guys think about plastic bottles now? The water yeah. setting is at 105. Yeah. We wow. wow. got a TDI here. Clean diesel. You're good to go, sir. Afternoon, officers, are those foam cuffs you're drinking from? Yeah. Can please step out of the car and put
1: them on the hood? Uh, okay. Well, it's gotten that bad. It really has. So here's here's the deal. Oh, hang on. I was about to read that, then I just accidentally shut it off. Let me go ahead and turn. I got to turn up the picture again here so I can zoom in and get a good look at this. This is from Chipotle Restaurant. Okay. And it says this is like a menu that i'm looking at at this in this case because you can get in certain chipotle restaurants your carbon footprint on your receipt but they would like you to know in advance this is much like i told you when i was looking at a car that was just on display and i'm reading the sticker actually it was a a pickup truck uh, and on the sticker it scored it for its impact on the environment and carbon footprint which case i thought well it doesn't have enough of an impact on the environment i need something that puts out more co2 for one thing all right so this says from chipotle real food print real food source responsibly makes a real impact compared to conventional ingredients the data below computed by how good i'll have to look up that website shows how orders like yours can help cultivate a better world one, Less, so this is someone who's uh, ordering some kind of a dish. Less carbon in the atmosphere, 2.5 grams. Love to know how they calculate that, by the way. And carbon in the air is a good thing. CO2 is a good thing. So we, I would actually like that number to be higher. But okay. Support organic land. So what you're eating here was grown on 2 point square feet of organic land. And I can show you where organic farming is not as good for the environment as you've been led to believe. So, antibiotics avoided, 84.5 milligrams. Gallons of water saved, 2.6 gallons. Improved soil health, 0.2 square feet. Learn more metrics at how good, whoever they're, I'm gonna look up the how good. But this is what they wanna do at Chipotle when you go to order something like this is to turn and say, well, now, what, what is your impact on the environment before you go and eat this? So if I want something with steak in it or whatever, that's going to be bad. Now, there may be a few people out there who would actually read that and respond to it. Okay? But I, first of all, I'm not gonna, I don't care. It's like when they put the calorie count on the menu... At your wherever you're eating, if you look, there's a calorie count. That's a law, by the way. They have to put the calorie count there. Well, <clears throat> I never look at it. Do you? Yeah. And the fact that Americans keep getting heavier shows you that that's not working. Oh, there may be a few people out there that are curious and read the calorie count, but it has nothing to do with whether they're going to buy it or not. And again, proof of this is and people keep getting heavier. So what good is putting the calorie count there? Telling me what my carbon footprint is on whatever food item I'm ordering at the restaurant doesn't make me not order that item. Most people, I would say, don't care. Same thing when it comes to buying a vehicle. You've seen the big vehicles out there. America's like driving big vehicles. So when it comes to putting the carbon footprint of, on the sticker when you go to buy the car, does that really impact you? Actually, no. Here's Rhiannon for danger. This is one of the most cringe things I care to hear at the start of my week. Okay. You want me to go
0: back to talking about broccoli and cheese Pop-Tarts? Because we can really do this. This show contains sarcasm that some listeners may find disturbing. A sense of humor is advised. Chat with Glenn live on the Wake Up Wyoming app. 7.45,
1: the time, wake up Wyoming, off we go to date weather to talk to Don. What's all about the weather? So this weekend, it really didn't matter where you were. I got a whole lot of wet, a tad of snow, but some other people got a whole pile of the white stuff.
5: Yeah, higher elevations, uh, 6,500, 7,000 feet and up were the most, uh, the biggest beneficiaries of the snow. Lower elevations, again, like you said, depending on location, below about 5,000 to 5,500 feet got primarily rain and everyone in between got a mix of the two and it was a nice wet spring-like system that passed through and a lot of beneficial moisture was dumped with this storm which now spins off in the Gulf and Florida coast.
1: Okay now we're not done here I know we have a bit of a warm-up next day or so here but I also see one wave after the next coming at us.
5: Yeah it's not any one big storm like what we just had this weekend it's just a lot of quick little systems that will be coming and going and uh, leaving as about as fast as they arrive. and It's going to take a day or two to kind of make their way eastward. The western mountains and valleys will continue to get some snow today. Then as a main trough in the Pacific lifts east through the Rockies and mountain areas, starting I would say in some spots in the north by Tuesday night and then spreading elsewhere in central and eastern Wyoming Wednesday through Friday, that's when we're going to get to see a mix of light rain and snow return.
1: Okay, so in the meantime, though, our temperatures, I mean,
5: uh, relatively
1: speaking for this time of year, they look pretty nice.
5: They are very nice. We're going to have a combination of 40s and 50s today and tomorrow. Wednesday will start a subtle cooling trend, mostly 40s across the plain, some low to mid-50s in the far east. And then by Thursday and Friday, continuing into this weekend, we'll be back in the 30s to low 40s. And again, off and on, chances for light snow will continue.
1: Okay, so for people from Wyoming, that's like uh, t-shirt and short pants weather
5: absolutely yeah shed that jacket if you're brave enough (laughs) yeah brave enough. okay anything big
1: coming our way at all because i'm watching little systems but i haven't seen a major driving storm like we usually get at some point during the winter
5: you know as we get into the end of this weekend and next week we cross into some uncertain territory as far as what the long range is looking like there are hints of maybe some more organized systems dropping south out of canada maybe by tuesday and wednesday of next week but again we're going to need a few days to kind of sort out those details and so in the meantime this week uh nothing big going on just little systems and one thing i do want to add uh parts of i-80 the wind prone areas may have some stronger wind gusts today stronger wind gusts uh returning possibly what late wednesday night and thursday for parts of i-80 and 25.
1: okay thank you don don Wansel from from dayweather so there you go we still have uh we're getting the wet we need more of it's coming but just not those big winter storms that we got last year. So off we go to the icebox, Frank Cambino. So Frank, and last week we talked a little bit about things that kids do in cars, you know, these days. Because they got their iPads, their phones, their headsets, right? All of that, right?
4: Yeah. What well i I I'm assuming that what kids do in their cars is what kids Forty years ago was doing in their car. Mm, yeah, they have electronic
1: devices now. Parents just hand them an electronic device. The kid no, goes plays yeah, a game or watches off. a movie. Like right? The
4: old fashioned. Let's go watch okay. the submarine races. Mm. Yeah,
1: now, no, that's what you do when you're with your girlfriend, Frank.
4: Well, that's why. But that's yeah. what we're talking about, right?
1: No, no, no. no kids in the back of the car. Right, yeah. Yeah, that's that. No. Submarine races is when you're with your girlfriend at right, yeah, Look yeah. Up Point <laughs> yeah, and you're yeah. making out. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to make out with your sister in the back of the no, car. No, 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 no,
4: no. Oh, no, th- okay. those kind of things. Those okay. kinds of
1: things okay. you do in the backseat okay. of a car, Frank. Okay. 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 okay, well, you had a different idea of what yeah, I well, meant by backseat yeah, yeah, of the car. Well, okay. I, yeah. No, I'm talking yeah. about your kids like little kids. Okay. Oh, little kids. Yes, okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, I just kids. That took a wrong turn. Okay, so here we go. With kids in Wyoming, what they used to do, and I think should still do. First of all, if you're bored, count how many cuss words dad uses every time he sees a Colorado license plate.
4: Here or in Colorado? In Wyoming. Oh.
1: Yeah, dad hates Colorado license plates. So. Well, dad, you know what? Keep okay. your eyes on the road, will you? Yeah, don't bother uh, counting cows or yelling off when no, you see cows no, all over the place. No, no, how many no. times do you see one pooping? I saw
4: one just the other day. Yeah,
1: see, there you go. That There's a goal now. Okay. Uh, name that roadkill.
4: Name that roadkill.
1: Yeah, okay. Well,
4: you're going too fast sometimes.
1: Now, if you have a sibling with you, before the two of you get into a car, drink lots of water, and see how long you can hold it until you hit the next
4: Wyoming public toilet. That would be the dumbest idea yeah, the, I think I've ever heard. The loser is the As a matter of fact, it's the opposite. Don't drink yes. anything. The, the loser... We don't want to stop. We want to keep going.
1: No, see, the, this is for the kids, Frank. The loser is the kid that has to break down and beg the parents to pull along the side of the road.
4: Well, not only that, w- 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 what the dad ought to do is that, you know, where there's an exit, kind yeah. of veer to the right, yeah. and then go back on the highway.
1: Uh, yeah, oh God, that's just cruel. Guess how many broken down cars and trucks you'll find along the side of the road?
5: Fine.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guess yeah. where a car is from? by, not by their license plate, by how stupidly they drive. And at what mile marker does mom finally break down and start screaming and threatening? That's a good game mm-hmm. to play. Yeah, that, that's what, at what mile miles. Mar- you know? Yeah, at what mile marker does dad threaten to turn that car around?
4: That's yeah, 101 miles.
1: Yeah. And then also, in one of my favorite games I still play to this day, why did the cop pull that guy over? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well... Speeding? Yes, just make up a story. Doesn't have to be true. Just make it up. There you
4: go. Perfect. Men's College basketball from over the weekend. Just when you thought the Wyoming Cowboys were making progress, they turned in a brutal performance in their 62-58 loss to UNLV in Vegas on Saturday night. Pokes, it was just brick city from the land of three, four of twenty-five. And they went close to 10 minutes without scoring. UW 3 of 16 from 3 in the first half. They trailed by 8 at the break. Trailed by as many as 23 in the second half. Folks dropped to 5 and 4. Mountain was played 12 and 10 overall. Plus they have lost 20 straight road conference games to UNLV. 20. UW will be at home tomorrow in Laramie to be number 19 to Mexico at 6.30. Wyoming Cowgirls came out with a win over Nevada on Saturday in Laramie 59-52 but it was kind of ugly at times for the UW ladies and they were a brutal 1 of 12 from the 3-point Line, but also 14 of 16 from the free throw line. Allison Furtick led the way with a dozen. Cowgirls get to eight and two in Mountain West play. Thirteen and eight overall. They'll be at home on Wednesday to take on Utah State. Junior college basketball from over the weekend. The Casper College women improved the 19 and five with an 85-66 win over Eastern Wyoming from Torrington on Saturday afternoon. Andy Schistler led the T-Birds with 17. The Casper College men beat Eastern Wyoming 101-90 to get to 15 and nine. It was another up and down game for the T-Birds, uh, one end of the floor to the other. They, the, the two schools combined for 162 shots and 64 three point attempts. Casper was led in scoring by Jimma James and Abdul Bashir with 21 each. The Casper teams will be at Western Wyoming and Rock Springs on Saturday. The LCCC men's basketball team got to 13 and 11 on the year, beating Western Wyoming over the weekend 76 72, thanks to 25 points from Davion Butler. The LCCC women beat Western Wyoming 64 49. Lila Spring led the Golden Eagles with 22. The L Trip teams will host Northwest DePaul on Friday. The high school indoor track season cruised along on Friday and Gillette. On the girls' side, Natrona Sage Guffsison won the 55-meter dash and the 200-meter dash. Maggie Matson of Cheyenne East won the 800 and 3200. Talia Morris of East had a leap of 19 feet, three and a half inches in the long jump. Tegan Becker of Kelly Walsh won the shot put yet again. Laramie freshman Laney Berryhill continues her solid season with a win in the 1600. Cheyenne Central sophomore Kaliana Flores finished first in the 400-meter dash. On the boys' side, Kelly Walsh had a couple of champions as Landon Walker set the school record in the triple jump going forward 40- 44 feet two inches Kayla Wartberg of KW won the 55 hurdles Laramie's Dominic Everly took the 3200 and Cheyenne Centrals Nicholas Lewis won the pole vault at 13 cents.
1: I think I just found a new hero of mine somebody oh. went into a grocery store there's a frozen food section you know they put that little sign up to tell you what's in there and how much right?
6: yeah
1: uh, some guy made his own homemade sign and snuck it into the grocery store and replaced it. Frozen pigeons, six ninety nine each. Okay. <laughs> and, and,
4: and then this guy took the picture that of yes, his sir. sign yes, and sir. put it on Facebook yes, and the exactly, internet yes. so people can go,
1: ha. <laughs> ha, uh-huh, isn't that funny? And I read it on the air and there's people out there laughing. I might have to try that, Frank. I'll be kicked out of a grocery store soon. You watch Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's right. <laughs> yeah. wake up my own.
3: hope.
1: 806 6 the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. It's a Monday, so rinse and repeat. Here we go. Today's show is sponsored by... Osculation, rejuvenation, for when that hits the fan. And you always want to be on the proper side of the fan for that. Not that, uh, yeah. Don't, don't throw it. It's like don't spit into the wind, kind of a thing. Anyway, we are now into open phones.
2: Morning, wake up, Wyoming is about to enter daily open phones. This means that anyone will be allowed to call in and talk about anything. I mean, imagine if we actually allowed you on air to say anything you wanted. Scary, right? Well, we're just that brand of crazy. If you are offended by what other people think, then maybe you want to tune out right about now. Just saying. If you should choose to call, just remember, the more funny and interesting you are, the longer Glenn will keep you on the line. Obnoxious jerks will be hung up on. (coughs) Dave. (coughs) All right, strap in and let's do this thing. (laughs)
1: 888-97-WOOD's-the-phone-number. That's 888 woods You can talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. It's all fine by me. So, all right. We have some problems in Wyoming. We've talked taxes, especially property taxes. Let's get back to the electricity bill thing. Now, your Wyoming legislators will be in session starting on the 12th of this month. This is a budget session. They can go ahead and offer up other bills, but it has to get a two-thirds vote to get it onto the floor, or it's just not gonna happen. And I'm glad that we only really look at new laws every other year. That helps reduce the number of laws we have in the state of Wyoming compared to other states. All right, so on your electricity bills, which remember now your utility company, electric company showed up and said, we want to raise rates by this much. And they swear to you it has nothing to do with wind and solar. In fact, wind and solar are helping reduce your rates. Well, we know that's not true. In fact, anywhere that pushes wind and solar ends up having your rates grow, go way up. And the reliability go way down. But all right. Senate File 20. Watch for that one. Electricity rates for costs that do not benefit Wyoming. That would direct... The Wyoming Public Service Commission to conduct a cost benefit analysis of multi state system wide facilities to determine how much a power facility, such as a wind farm or a power transmission line, actually benefits the ratepayers of Wyoming versus consumers elsewhere. <laughs> because in some cases, we end up paying for other states, like Washington states, for example. Several members of the Joint Appropriations Committee, including uh, Chairman Kel Case, Republican Lander, have questions the cost of uh, a portion to Wyoming ratepayers for Pacific Corp Gateway West and Gateway South interstate transmission lines. Pacific Corp is the power company of Rocky Mountain Power. Both lines originate in Wyoming, but their primary function is to send Wyoming-generated electricity to customers in other states. So, who's paying for those lines is one of the questions. Senate File 21, Public Utilities Net Power Cost Sharing Ratio, drives at another issue that's highly debated in Rocky Mountain Power's recent rate increase. Utilities typically estimate future costs for things such as fuel, coal, natural gas, electricity, purchased from other power companies. If those costs come in lower than anticipated, ratepayers typically get a rebate. If the costs come in higher, the utility is allowed to tap ratepayers to cover that portion of the cost. The cost equalizing practice is typically applied according to a ratio. If fuel costs come in at $100 hundred million overestimated, for example, and you know fuels a volatile market. The utility might tap its ratepayers for 80% while covering the remaining 20% themselves. So last year, Rocky Mountain Power proposed shifting its cost ratio 2080 to 100%, setting up rate payers. So if, if, if it goes higher, we're going to end up, if, in general, just fuel costs go higher we the ratepayers will pay all of it. Public Service Commissioners denied Rocky Mountain Power's request says the story I'm reading from Wildfile. Instead they maintain the company at 20:80 ra- ratio, Senate File 21 would disallow the commission from granting that 100%. All right. Senate File 22, Public Service Commission Electricity Reliability File, would direct the Public Service Commission to establish standards for adequate dispatchable and reliable electric generation to impose penalties for outages and substandard services. That would really hurt the wind and solar company uh, facilities out there. Electric reliability, the story says, is a growing concern among Wyoming officials in part because the intermittent availability of solar and wind generated power and because many believe requiring a certain definition of reliability will de facto require the continued use of coal plants. Some critics, however, say the measure merely duplicates existing commission responsibilities. All right, so, a few more here. Senate File 23, Public Utilities Energy Resource Procurement, is inspired by laws already in place in Utah and Oregon. Now, that bill would require independent third-party evaluations to... Or evaluators, I'd say, to judge whether a utility's request for a proposal is faithfully soliciting a full range of technology options for new power generation facilities. The idea didn't inspire opposition in the joint corporation's ability. And then, finally, Santa Paula 24. I believe that's finally. Nope, there's a couple more here. Okay. Uh, Public Service Commission integrated resource plans would direct state to regulators to move more closely, review a utility's long-range plan, and provide guidance with how a utility can better meet Wyoming's needs. All right. Um, then this one. Senate 1225. Reclamation and decommissioning costs would direct the Public Service Commission to hire third parties to study the cost of closing power plants which i don't think we should be doing we should be adding more not closing this is the one that irritates me here we go the one that really bothers me because wyoming shouldn't be involved in carbon capture the joint minerals business and economic development committee also queued up a bill in the interim that's uh Supposed to it. This raises your electricity rates. By the way, Senate File Forty Two, Low Carbon Reliability Energy Standards Amendments, would modify Wyoming's controversial coal capture mandate that was passed into law in 2020. See that they should get rid of that law. The measure would push back the deadline to install. Uh, Plant carbon capture retrofits from 2030 to 2038 and change the minimum standard of capturing carbon 90 percent of greenhouse gas to be admitted to 75 percent, which I would say, get rid of it altogether. Don't do it, is what I would say. Uh, The measure is in response to initial reports from coal plant operators that the state suggests retrofitting coal plants with carbon capture will be expensive. I mean, really expensive. And guess who pays? Yes, you pay that. That raises your rates. Several stakeholders involved in recent Rocky Mountain power rate increase say the package of bills, with some exceptions, will better empower state regulators to scrutinize costs and so on. Okay. Out of all that I read, and there's quite a few things here, and some of it gets a little bit complicated and so on. But the, the one that I really want to see just go away. We should have never passed anything in Wyoming that had to do with carbon capture. Should have just not done it. Now that we have it, the idea that, well, let's give them longer to retrofit and let's not make them capture so much. They only have to capture 75%. My answer would be get rid of that bill altogether. Tell power plants they don't have to do it because it's expensive and pointless. 815, wake up Wyoming. For me once, shame on you. For me twice. Shame on me. Fool me three times? And you're pretty good at this and I can respect that.
0: Admit it. You were hoping somebody would say that. Council. Wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-Woods.
1: is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. All right, so a little something different for the next couple of minutes to get you out of the hard news. Because that last segment, stuff that you should watch for in the Wyoming legislative session coming up on the 12th. But now, again, that's a lot to digest. and We have to wait to see what they do with all of that. So, all right. Here's something different from the Western Journal. Your vice president, uh, Camilla Harris. Oh, by the way, wait, before... You're gonna you're gonna love the story, but before I do that, since I'm about to talk about her, I should go to let's see where did I put that bit Margaret yeah, uh-huh. government. Now this is something that has to do with all of the great things that there we go Biden's greatest accomplishments. Yeah, I know what well, like what well. Wait till you hear the last one, because there is one thing.
3: From the border to the economy, President Biden has accomplished feats in 2023 that no one ever saw coming. Here are the top 10 accomplishments of the Biden administration in 2023. First off, and this is a big, fat one, Biden reduced obesity in America by making food unaffordable. So simple. Next, he successfully cleaned up all the cocaine bags someone was leaving around the White House. Decency restored. Decency restored. This one's important. Biden kept American hostages safe from hotel junk fees during their stay with Hamas. Not one single junk fee.
1: My administration is also taking on junk fees. What's a
3: junk fee? Next, Biden set the all-time record for the number of people illegally entering the U.S. because he's the most popular president ever. Numbers don't lie. Biden raised dementia awareness by 400%. Not to mention incontinence, Alzheimer's, and speech impediment awareness. Over a billion, three hundred million, trillion, three hundred million dollars. Amazingly, Biden actually created a record number of new billionaires. They're all in Ukraine, but still, good for them. Next, the Biden administration upheld their campaign promise of transparency by releasing several behind the scenes videos from capital staffers. More than we wanted to see, actually. Also, the Biden administration has literally saved democracy by arresting political opponents and not allowing people to vote for anyone else. Thank you, Joe. You won't believe this one. Biden set a new record by spending 40% of his time on vacation. And finally, Biden heroically stayed alive to save America from a Kamala Harris presidency. We salute you, Mr. Yeah, Biden. see
1: there, he stayed alive, so we didn't have a Camilla <laughs> Harris presidency. Okay, so, Camilla Harris reportedly shaken after watching conservative news. Quote, it got in her head and caused anxiety. <laughs> in one of the most infamous misquotes of time, Aristotle's supposed assertion, it is the mark of an educated mind to be able to entertain a thought without accepting it. One blogger notes... The misquote appears to have a first surface in uh, 1959. Okay. Uh, nevertheless, the thought itself, though, even a, ra- a radical paraphrase, doesn't capture the real meaning. And it's not a bad one. It certainly is a heck of a lot better than the sentiment than, uh, well, Vice President Camilla Harris, when she expressed to the media where she wasn't, she wasn't portrayed in a favorable light In the media and it got in her her head and caused anxiety she actually saw some more conservative media outlets out there and when they weren't talking about her in a nice way she just couldn't put it away why are they saying mean things about me the quote comes from an article published Friday inside Biden's obsession with Morning Joe the television show and morning show on MSNBC Apparently, the president just can't get enough of MSNBC weekday morning show that uh, generates praise for his many accomplishments, whatever that might be. And so, okay, what happens if they actually tune into some other something else that doesn't paint them in the same way? How do they see this? Because they're so used to both Biden and Camilla living in an echo chamber hmm the story i'm reading from here has let me see what the president says here beer brewed here <laughs>
6: it is used to make the brew beer in this the final. oh earth rider thanks for the great lakes i wonder what it's to
1: okay that's a, yeah, here. just, just <laughs> mumbling again right that's like listening to grandpa talk after he's had too many beers so okay um For media, that's so often fretted about uh, the media diet for former President Trump. Axios News reported they should raise alarms about what the current occupant of the White House has as a backup plan if he's not able to continue on. Biden's years-long love affair with MSNBC, the story says... Staple of Morning Joe. He lists, He watches that every single morning. He loves Morning Joe on MSNBC. But again, they talk about him in a good light. What happens when he and Camilla actually turn to some other kinds of news and find out that people are not saying nice things about him? Yes, it's freak-out mode for them. It really is. How could they do that? They're not... This is what happens when people who live in an echo chamber step outside the echo chamber. All right. Morning, Tim. Tim's in Casper. The environmental cult will always find something that harms the climate. In the 70s, it was R13 Freon. We had to get rid of all of that at customer cost. After that, they got, they got that done. Now they find CO2. What next? Oh, on that note, Tim, hang on. Tim distracted me and reminded me of something. Hang on, let me go over to a story here. There was a story that I have, if I can find it, that has to do with your... Here we go. The story is titled Boiler Tax. Forcing homeowners to pay to replace gas appliances. It's been scrapped. That's good news anyway on a Monday, right? Boilermakers who... Uh, heat pumps, things like this. They were supposed to be, from April, We were supposed to have a push to add 600,000 pumps by the year 2028, but manufacturers have already responded by raising the price. Uh, and this mostly is happening in the U.K. right now. No final decision has been made. Uh, the decision, let me say yada, yada, okay, the tax, the times, okay. So what they want to do is get rid of old boilers in the U.K., that, would, that people use to help heat their homes, especially in the wintertime when it gets really cold and the electricity starts going out because they're trying to rely mostly on wind and solar in the UK. So the idea of replacing boilers by force of government at customer costs is pretty much being scrapped right now, mainly because of the high cost of doing so. And so they're not going to be able to reach net zero like they want. Yeah, this is what they're pushing for. Remember, your governor here in the state of Wyoming wants not just net zero, he wants negative carbon. How is he planned to accomplish that? I... All right, the next story, unless you guys want to interrupt me, that's fine. But I've got another story about a cushy government job at six figures that you could take. And I mean really cushy government job at six figures. And the, one of the most pointless jobs you've ever heard of. But you can get it if you don't have any morals or scruples and make six figures from your government for the dumbest, most useless job probably they've ever created. I'll explain it right after a local news update on your weather forecast. Wake up, my
0: many opinions, we had to build the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app to hold them all. Free download from AM 1030 K2 Radio.
1: Okay, so how about a nice cushy job that really, you make good money, but you really don't have to do anything. Sounds absolutely perfect, doesn't it? Okay, well, here we go. Uh, government job story says slight chance you might be best qualified for the position if you basically don't know what the hell you're doing you're really qualified but okay it's perfect let me see Uh United States where senior leader opportunity will be implementing effective DEIB strategies across the Academy salary salary ready one hundred ninety one thousand nine hundred dollars they're hiring for diversity, equity, inclusion and belonging officer. Diversity, equity, inclusion and belonging officer. Make about 191,900 per year. I have no idea what a belonging officer is supposed to be. So I'm trying to go ahead and look it up. It's all about being the 191k a year for a belonging officer of the Merchant Marine Academy of Dreams. Okay. But to be a merchant marine and I guess and before all you you snicker out there and just say that couldn't possibly be real and wonder what a belonging officer is, I'll draw your attention. I have a link in front of me. Qualifications for this government job. Yeah, it's uh it's actually real. Let me see. Uh, here's uh, global diplomacy. I'm trying to find the definition for you. Let's see. Modern science. Okay. All right. Here we go. Diversity, equality, inclusion, and belonging officer. You will. Here, here's the qualifications for the job. Serve as the employee responsible for oversight and management of programs, strategic goals, monitoring to ensure the organization, accomplishment, government-wide diversity, equity, and inclusion and belonging. So you basically have to make sure goals are set. Everybody will achieve those goals. Act as a principal advisor to the superintendent and other senior leadership on diversity, equality, inclusion, and belonging. Collaborate. As appropriate with the Academy's Equal Opportunity Employment Manager And Director of Civil Rights Provide or oversee education To encourage midshipmen Remember this is Merchant Marines And faculty and staff To embrace diversity, equity, inclusion and belonging And establish and strengthen An organizational culture of inclusion Throughout classes, labs and seminars Now, pardon me, but I still, other than indoctrination, I don't see what this job is about. But what a salary, huh? Work with academy leaderships to reverse or remove academy policies and procedures that create barriers to the admission of diversity applicants and that encourage the retention of diversity midshipmen. Work closely with human it just says with human. That's all. No, that's what that sentence says. Work closely with human, and stops right there. Human what? Um, resources uh, to facilitate hiring, attention, and advancement of faculty and staff who belong to marginalized and oppressed groups. So, in other words, make sure anyone you think is marginalized or repressed is hired. Uh, develop and implement comprehensive and integrated action plans in support of the academic strategy plan so all elements of institutional work go together to achieve the goals. So, in other words, besides everybody who works there having to comply with whatever these diversity inclusion goals are, you got to make sure the courses are teaching it as well, which is, again more indoctrination it says you're the ideal candidate is expected to provide professional leadership and direction for the board coordinated diversity equity inclusion and belonging programs that focus on critical mission related activities and issues in this capacity, they want to imp- they want managers to implement and evaluate all aspects of the program to ensure recommendations are aligned to higher level of management diversity plans and reflect best practices, track data in order to determine trends, and on and on this goes. And this will pay you a little over $191,000 a year to do this. All right, so my thought, yeah, first off, totally useless job one of the reasons i would get rid of positions like this is in there did you hear that the person actually produces anything no they actually don't there's nowhere in this job the person actually produces anything that is is profits in any way for merchant marines i know this is a school right so Here's what they need to do. You're going to be a merchant marine. You're going to go through schooling to become a merchant marine. So you're going to have to learn some things that have to do with doing the tasks, and you're going to have to do those tasks. So in other words, it's not just intellectual knowledge about how merchant marines do what they do, but also you're going to actually get out there and actually have to – it's a physical job that you're gonna to have to do. Very few of these people sit in an office, some do. Most of them are out there actually doing physical work. So this is what people should learn. So that office, all of that I just described, which you probably went glassy-eyed as I read it, what does that actually do to make a merchant marine a productive person? Not a thing. Now, when it comes to, this is where I talk about overthinking things. As I've said, I've been an employer before. And I solved every, it was rare whenever I had a problem with somebody who didn't get along because of somebody else's religion or their race or whatever, that almost never happened. In the vast majority of cases, people just showed up for work and worked and I never had any problem with anybody on race or gender or someone's sexuality and so on. Nobody cared. Everybody just showed up to work. On a couple of minor occasions, I just reminded people, I am paying you to do a job. Focus on your job. You can think whatever you want to think and say what you want to say on your own time. In the meantime, I, I need you to be productive. Show up and do your job. So rather than having classes and courses on equity and inclusion and diversity and indoctrinating people and in all of this, and this belonging thing that they're adding, that's a new thing they're adding to it now rather than doing all of that i just told people real simple you were hired to do this job show up on time do the job and i will pay you for it that's it that's what you're here for focus on that the rest of this is garbage but that's not what they're doing so th- where did they get end belonging that's it's it was just dei but now we're adding belonging in there D-E-I-B. D-I-B? Dib? how do you pronounce that anyway So, okay, if you want that job, it's open now. United States Merchant Marines. The job pays $191,900 per year to be the diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging officer. You go right ahead and apply for that job because to me, it sounds cushy. And if you want, you can even... Infiltrate, Say that you're all for it and then get in there and do exactly the opposite of all of that. Which would be much better for the Merchant Marines and our culture if you did. Just tossing that out there. 845, wake
0: up. Listen to Glen Woods anywhere you roam with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio.
1: 8.48 is the time. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. Off to the icebox we go. Frank Gambino waiting by. Frankie got some sports scores there that every time I Six, hear these. five two. Yes. There they go. Thank you, folks. That was Frank with the sports. Five, no. eight, nine. Um, it's, for example, the uh, long jump there was one.
4: Yes. 19. Uh, this girl from Talia uh, Morris from Cheyenne East, 19, yeah. 19 feet, three and <laughs> wow. a quarter inch. And she holds the overall state record of this event, too.
1: Oh, wow. 19, eight and a half holy cow that's a long way to go here she's a super athlete yeah i mean no i look at it now i mean and again here's us getting older here and i look at things where i go no way i'm even going to try to jump that even if i had a running start i can barely walk it yes yeah well no we get up we make sound effects we sit down we make sound effects we climb the stairs we make sound effects we descend the stairs we're making sound effects so when someone go ahead jump almost 20 feet
4: you know, I, it, it's all. It, it's part of it is you know your jumping ability, but yeah. it's also how fast you can go down yeah. the runway. And most of these girls, you know, uh, and guys too. Yeah. You know, they, if they're in the sprint events, you know, with the real fast races, mm. they also are in the jumping events too. Okay. So they they can do this. It, Us, it's a mm. different deal. Yeah. They, now, it also
1: is interesting to me when I watch the Olympics, and I see one of those long jumpers. Speed, yes. Yeah. Launchability, absolutely.
4: And then they're kind of like bicycling.
1: Yes. What through, they do with their bodies the, yeah. once they get into the air that continues that momentum to me is always fascinating to watch.
4: I think it's great. Like me and you, we can barely jump over a crack in the sidewalk.
1: No, I, I really can't. Well, you know that old thing, step on a crack, you yeah. know, break and your mother's back. back yeah. I am so glad mom's dead because there's—I <laughs> she would be in so much pain right now as I'm stumbling over cracks all the way down the yeah it's just that you know, but like I said, we grunt when we get up, mm-hmm. we grunt when we and we're not that old, frank, we're older.
4: no, no, no and, and, and sometimes <clears> I, <throat> I, like I told you last week, you have to re- remind these 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 athletes to go especially at the high school level, you can do things that yes. a lot of people <clears throat> cannot
1: yes, it always amazes me to see if you remember when we were much younger. In the Olympics, when you would watch someone do the vault on in gymnastics. And the, yeah. And all they would do is just go one flip over. Mm-hmm. Now look at what they do. Oh. it's. I mean, they get up into the air, and they're spinning and twisting and twirling, and then they land. Where it used to be, they would get a gold medal just because they landed on their hands and flipped over and landed on
4: their feet. And didn't fall off the... the yes. The, didn't fall. Uh, sometimes you see some crash and burns in that thing. Yeah, It's like... <laughs> well, but that's when you're watching
1: NASCAR and you want to see a wreck.
4: <laughs> exactly. All right, women's college basketball. The Wyoming Cowgirls came out with a win over Nevada on Saturday in Laramie, 59-52. It wasn't exactly the prettiest of games for the UW ladies, but it was effective. One, they were just one of 12 from the three-point line, but also 14 of 16 from the free-throw line. Allison Furtick led the way with a dozen, so the Cowgirls get to 8-2 and two in Mountain West play, 13-8 and eight overall. They'll be at home on Wednesday in Laramie to take on Utah State. For the Wyoming Cow, just when you thought they were making progress, they turned in a brutal performance in their 62-48 loss to UNLV in Las Vegas on Saturday night. For the Pokes, it was Brick City. Four of 25 from three-point land. They went close to 10 minutes without scoring. UW, three of 16 from three in the first half. They trailed by eight at the break, by as many as 23 in the second half. Cowboys are now five and four in Mountain West play, 12 and 10 overall. And they have lost, lost 20 straight road conference games to UNLV. So UW be at home tomorrow in Laramie with another tough encounter, meeting New Mexico at 6.30. Two-go basketball from over the weekend. The Casper College women improved in 19-5 and five with an 85-66 win over Eastern Wyoming from 20. On Saturday afternoon, Andy Schlisler led the t with 17. Gasper College men beat Eastern Wyoming 101-90 to get to 15-9. Up and down the floor again for both of these teams to combine 162 shots and 64 three-point attempts. Gasper was led in scoring by Jimmy James and Abdul Bashir with 21 each. The Gasper teams will be at Western Wyoming and Rock Springs on Saturday. The LCCC men's basketball team from Cheyenne, 13-11 on the year. They beat Western Wyoming over the weekend 76-72 thanks to 25 points from Davy. Butler. The LCCC women be Western Wyoming 64-49. Lila Spring led the Golden Eagles with 22. The L-Trip teams will host Northwest Nepal on Friday. Indoor track and field season for the high schoolers cruised along on Friday and Gillette on the girls' side. Natrona Sage Guffsison won the 55-meter dash and the 200-meter dash. Maggie Matson of Cheyenne East won the 800 and 3200. And Taliq Morris of East had a leap of 19 feet, 3.5 inches in the long jump. Tegan Becker of Kelly Walsh won the shot put. Laramie freshman Lainey Berryhill continues her solid season with a win in the 1600. Cheyenne Central sophomore Calliana Flores finished first in the 400-meter dash. On the boys' side, Kelly Walsh with a couple of champions. Landon Walker set a school record in the triple jump at 44 feet 2 inches. Caleb Ortberg of KW won the 55 hurdles. Laramie's Dominic Everly won the 3,200-meter run. And Cheyenne Central's Nicholas Lewis winning the pole vault 13 feet 6 inches.
1: In some of those cases, in the dashes and runs, you had some photo finishes.
4: Yeah, oh, it's very... Like an indoor... It's not. It's only 55 meters. Yeah. In outdoor, it's 100. And they're still close. Yeah. Like like photo finish.
1: Okay. How do you decide his shoelace crossed over before the and other? They have, they have
4: a camera. Okay. All right. They have a camera, and it's that the camera doesn't align.
1: All right. Thank you, Frank. Well, it can these days with AI and all of that. Oh, I see stuff today. Is that real? All right. Coming up on some local business, we got to take care. We're going to roll into news time after that, and then of course your weather forecast. And then it's open phones. 88897 Woods, 88897 WOODS, Wake Up, Wyoming. Six to time. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. It's a Monday, so rinse and repeat. Here we go again. Today's show is sponsored by Osculation Rejuvenation for when the fits the fan. Always be standing on the proper side of the fan. It's a lot like spitting into the wind. Triple A 97 Woods, the phone number 888 W O O D S. Good morning, Russ.
6: Good morning, Glenn. How are you doing? Uh,
1: life is good. So you have a meeting you're attending on on today, right? At some point?
6: Uh, Actually, it was last Monday. Oh, last Monday. uh,
1: Okay.
6: Yeah. Yeah. So um, this this is Ross Riffman, and I'm president of the Natrona County chapter of Wyoming Right to Life. And um, last April, uh, Wyoming, Casper Wyoming, became the unwelcome distinction of a company out of Washington, D.C., opened an abortion business here. Uh, they've been killing up to 15 babies a week. We estimate about 300 have died here. Uh, they they chose Casper for three reasons. We're, we're central to Wyoming and we're between states that have pro-life laws. Uh, they want to prove that they can do abortions anywhere, and they didn't think that our local community would stand up to them. So praiseworthy action happened last Monday. The... Republican County Central Committee voted in favor of my resolution that promotes our platform and condemns the establishment of the abortion center and encourages people to support our pro-life community and activities to help moms that uh, have unexpected pregnancies.
1: Okay, but at that point now, it's one thing to pass a resolution, but then you've got to take it from there and bring it to government to get it passed.
6: Uh, well, the, the law has been passed, but the court in Jackson has put a hold, a temporary restraining right. order, okay. and there's a hearing, of course, in, in April. Uh, unfortunately, the U.S. Supreme Court wouldn't let our organization weigh in. Uh, we're, they decided that the attorney general's office is the only one to defend the law at the court. So that's where everything stands. But, uh Uh, I'm very thankful for, I'm a precinct precinct committee person, and uh, I'm very thankful to the committee for for discussing and considering the resolution and adopting it.
1: Okay. So, now, where does Wyoming go from here? We do have the law. Yes, the court is hearing the law, but I guess that we're just stuck here until the court is done. What happens next?
6: Yeah, yeah. and if if the law goes against us, we will continue to pray and to t- try to talk to the women going there and offering them alternatives. We have a wonderful service here in Casper that's True Care Women's Resource Center that has been open for 30 years and has helped thousands of women that find that they're unexpectedly pregnant and facing the challenge of, of not knowing what to do and uh we're a very loving community and i've i've been in casper now for two and a half years and uh quite honestly i belong here so i might go for that belonging position (laughs) so um it's a wonderful community and i'm very glad that i'm here um and i think god had a plan for me to come here
1: all right thank you for calling in Rush. i appreciate it you're welcome, Glenn. Have a great day. You too. So, 888-97, what's the phone number? eight 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 ninety seven woods You can talk about what I'm talking about. Or do what Rush just did. He completely changed the subject from where I was going. That's just fine by me. Now, I want to go ahead and talk a little bit of science, because, you know, I love doing that. I love talking not just science. But and these are... It's supposed to be an oxymoron, but it's not. And the politics of science... That's always been the case. It's very, it's very rare when it's pure, and I do believe those people, I think they're correct, when they say, follow the money when it comes to science. Because scientists will go and, well, they have to make a living. They went through school, they spent a lot of money on a the degree, they became a scientist. Now they want to go ahead and engage in scientific research. And unfortunately, in order to do that, a lot of times they have to say what, what they're told they're supposed to say in order to keep getting the money. And that's really unfortunate. So let's talk about something, the Great Barrier Reef. This course, huge reef, which is, uh, you know, of course, an ocean. Um, Oh, geez, I'm trying to remember the name of the ocean. I'll get back to that. Uh, But anyway, it's uh, a coral reef out in the ocean. It's massive. Now we were told some time ago that because of human activity, We are destroying those coral reefs, that they're bleaching, they're dying, we're destroying them. It's horrible what we're doing to the reefs. It's not just motorboats and scuba divers and so on, but it's it's even things like man-caused climate change. We are destroying these reefs. Okay. I'm about to play some audio for you. This is a gentleman who is Dr. Peter Ridd is his name, R-I-D-D. Dr. Peter Ridd has spent decades studying the Great Barrier Reef. And he's going to tell you, in decades of doing this, what his experiences have been.
4: I've worked on the Great Barrier Reef since 1984. I'm a physicist by training. And essentially, I've been showing over the last couple of decades that the Great Barrier Reef is in wonderful shape. We're getting the word out more and more i see it pop up occasionally in the in world media that they'll actually say oh the reef seems to be at record amounts of coral now of course they're making excuses some very pathetic excuses for that but we are slowly getting the word out but i think there's a general distrust of a lot of the hyperbole and the catastrophism not just about the reef of course it's it's everything and people are saying ah uh, I, I don't buy it i think the crucial thing is the great Barrier reef has got record amounts of coral in my view, the Great Barrier is actually the best example of complete scientific institutional corruption that we've got.
1: Did you hear that last part? Yeah. That's Australia, by the way. I'm sitting here struggling,
4: where the heck is it? It's in
1: Australia. It's massive. And as you heard what he said. He's a scientist that's been studying this for many decades. I like the fact that he wrapped that up with the corruption of science. We're not supposed to be politicizing science, but that's often... Well, not just drives the science, but the news media as well. All right, triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Back to the phones, I go. Hey Jude.
7: Hey, um, I get a couple of uh, things going. Uh, the, let's start with when I went through uh, the airport. I had to take my shoes off. They went through my luggage. I got x-rayed, and then they used the wand on me, and then they scanned me in a booth. I felt like I had a colonoscopy right there in the airport.
1: Did anyone offer to buy you a drink first? Anything like that? <laughs> no. No? No. Okay.
7: <laughs> anyway, uh, on the border bill that they're doing, it's $118 billion. Yeah. Okay, $60 billion is going to Ukraine. $14 billion is going to Ira- uh, Israel. $4.8 goes to Indo-Pacific, whatever that means. And then there's still tw- uh, $20 billion for reforms. Uh, and then that's ninety eight. Okay, so up to one hundred eighteen takes us twenty million unaccountable, unaccount twenty billion unaccountable. Okay, it doesn't say where it's going. Um, the fact is, is that what the bill that they're passing right now ties Trump's hands. I think that they expect him to win this next election, so they're tying his hands up with the, with the idea that he can't come in and uh, change anything with the border. Okay, they're going to try to do that. Um, it falls into the court stands again, so all that'll be tied up. Then let's go to Wyoming really quick. Uh, the board. Let me read what uh, Rose wrote here. I think she said it best. Okay, uh, the fourth separate class on the property rights. SJ triple zero three. It, was, it will not bring relief to the taxpayers. It is meant to mislead us into believing that by separating residential property from commercial property, that they can reduce the current state level of assessment of 9.5%. And although they can, it will be, do nothing when the neighborhood adjustment is increased, increased. The bill also has no provisions to restrict commercial properties state level of assessment. In other words, if it's 9% now, they can go to 30%, and there's nothing we can do about it. Okay, from increasing beyond the 9.5% should it pass, the state will gain revenue from this, and you will see no relief ultimately. ultimately. Commercial property also has a real and personal property tax against it. So for those people with second homes or multiplexes currently assessed at the residential, They will be, without a doubt, assessed as a commercial. It will not help people who rent or currently are unable to own for multiple reasons. Okay? This will be on the ballot. It passed last year. Mm -hmm. Vote no. And that was from Rose. Okay. Um, Anyway, that's what we had this morning. I thought we should bring up all three of them because uh, we've got a lot of irons in the fire in uh, Barrasso and Loomis need to uh, make their voices known to our legislators that we don't want to adopt this this crappy uh, property tax relief program that they're trying to shove through. We don't want it. All
1: right. And so, I, my yeah. understanding is that the immigration bill, as far as the House of Representatives, Speaker of the House doesn't even want to let a vote on it. He just doesn't even want it out. So we'll see how no, that you works know,
7: out. You can't. If you do, if you would adopt that They've got, okay, 5,000 a day, okay? Yeah. Add that all up. It's like over uh, 2 million a year, but that doesn't stop him because he's going to classify all those guys as asylum seekers. Yeah. So it's going to have nothing to do with the 5,000. It's Uh. it's just moot. It's moot. Right. Okay, well, they, they're they're okay, going I'm to call this dead. probably
1: going to be called dead on arrival in House of Representatives. In which case, you know, no matter what happens, the Democrats always set themselves up. Now they can say, well, we could have solved the border crisis, but you wouldn't let us. You know, they'll try that.
7: Well, that's why that's why people like me need to call their local radio stations. Yeah. And inform the people that it's a lie. Okay. It's it's packed full of uh, pork for stuff that we don't even know about.
1: All right. Thank you, Judy.
4: All right. my world
0: everyone's a pony and they all eat rainbows and poop butterflies that's beautiful katie well that image is gonna stick with you all day If it is happening in wyoming it's on wake up wyoming with glenn woods from k2 radio join the conversation at 888 97 woods 9.23
1: 9.23 is the time wake up Wyoming. Uh, during that little news and information break you're listening to. I came across this. I've seen this before. It's been a while, though. Here's a picture of Mike Rowe, who was in town just a little while ago. Glad he finally got a chance to come on this radio program and talk for a bit. So Mike Rowe is saying, I know guys who worked hard to get a construction operation running. Some had to take out loans. On big old diesel trucks. Why would we forgive the cost of a degree, a college degree, but not the cost of that truck payment? Mike says, for some reason, we think a tool that looks like a diploma is somehow more important than a big piece of metal in the driveway that allows that guy to build homes and other important buildings that we're in. He's got a good point there. Uh, yeah, the degree is all important. We'll we'll forgive that loan. You go out and buy a big piece of equipment to run your company, and you start defaulting on that. We're not well, pff, we're, we're not going to do that. okay. All right, let's real. Oh, this ought to make you feel a little bit better. Now and then, I like to toss out something out of all the depressing stories we talk about. Something that'll make you feel better.
2: Oh, I like guns. I like the way they look. Steel
1: and the polished wood I don't care if they're big or small. They say, well, I want them all. I like guns. I like guns. I like guns. So for this story, here we go to South Carolina. the Senate passed a permitless carry law. If signed, they will be the 28th state to not require a permit for a firearm. Now here in Wyoming, we passed that a few years ago story says South Carolina is set to join a majority of the states to do away with state-issued license carry practice, your Second Amendment rights. In other words, you already have a permit to carry a gun. If you're a law-abiding citizen, you already have a permit to carry a gun. It's called the Second Amendment. On Friday, the South Carolina legislator passed a permitless carry bill after much consideration and haggling with Democrats and some squishy Republicans. Now the Republican-controlled House has to send it to the governor's desk to make it official. The squishy Republicans weren't happy about the bill repealing mandatory state-approved gun training to exercise your right to bear arms. So compromise the state will offer free gun training. If you want it. the proposed law now returns again to the House where the representatives need to agree, et cetera, et cetera. We'll see if they go ahead and, and pass this. Not bad. Not bad. No the way this works, and I've explained this to a few people, which I don't begrudge them not knowing this, if you're a law-abiding citizen, then you should be allowed to carry whatever you want, wherever you want, however you want. You've shown. That you're a responsible, law-abiding citizen. There's nothing on your record that says you can't do that. So go buy what you want. Now, if there is something on your record, then you can't. And that's somebody who would need a permit. You know, they would have to go prove, no, I really do need this. If they are someone who we know is irresponsible, they keep getting arrested, you know, violent crimes, stuff like that. So, yeah, it's it's good to see a story like that. We just got to see now, is the governor going to sign this or not? I don't know. But if he ends up not or signing either way, I'll go ahead and let you know. Let me I have already played this earlier this morning, but I think for this next story, I got to play it one more time. Because this goes, well, this is just stupid. Once again the cult of climate change. So put on
2: your respirator and let's fix that generator. And while we're out, we'll mend our fences too. See, I'm not afraid of dying. Just got reasons for surviving. I want one more day in the apocalypse with you.
1: So a California University professor, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Colorado University, Boulder, Colorado professor, dressed like a butterfly for class to help people fight climate anxiety. Well, if anyone's feeling anxious about the climate, lady, it's the fault of people like you. She said, just the knowledge of what's happening to our planet almost feels debilitating, she said. A theater professor, University of Colorado, Boulder, Fights for climate anxiety, distressing people. Well, it's distressing people because you're pushing this cultist idea on a bunch of young people who don't know any better and you're making them anxious. Congratulations. Now you show up for school dressed like a butterfly to make them feel better, you know. Let's wake up my own. Yeah.
0: just happy to be here. Catch Glenn Woods on Wake Up Wyoming weekdays at 6 on air on Alexa and on the Wake Up Wyoming app.
1: 9 36 the time, Wake Up Wyoming. So Bert and Cheyenne said, hey Glenn, if I had an educator come to my class dressed as a butterfly, I would wonder if it was really in an abnormal psychology class, and, and I think you would be right because again, the cult of. For those who didn't hear the story, in Colorado University, Boulder, a teacher shows up in a. Uh, it's an. It's not a science class. It's a, arts and entertainment, drama, type class, and because kids are suffering from climate anxiety, she shows up dressed like a butterfly. Okay. The reason they're suffering from climate anxiety is because of the cult of climate change giving these kids anxiety. Mike and Casper said, Love butterflies. I put a pin through them and mount them on my... Now, that would really disturb the kids. All right, I want to get onto something here, which was just sent to me on social media, and I'm going to go ahead and, and read through this. Now, I was reading earlier this morning, there's a uh, school in another state, and they're putting out ads for teachers. And when they're talking about what kind of a teacher they want, a lot of this has to do with social engineering, uh, diversity, equity, inclusion, belonging, et cetera, et cetera, on and on it goes. And very little of what the teachers have to do to qualify to be a teacher in that state would have to do with education. Right. So, okay, let's go back. This is from Wisconsin. The year is 1992. They're looking for teachers. They're willing to pay a whopping $75 a month. Now, if you laugh at that, you're talking 1922 money. I know teachers never did get paid much, but still a whopping $72 a month, you know, is not too bad in 1922 money. They would have to sign the contract. Now, it starts with Miss. Agrees to. Not mister. The number of male teachers almost didn't exist back then. Most teachers were female. So here's what a teacher would have to agree to to get the job. Not to get married. This contract becomes null and void immediately if the teacher marries. Not to have company with men. So you ladies have to be celibate. Not only not get married, but no men in your life. To be home between the hours of 8 p.m. and 6 a.m. unless in attendance of a school function. Not to loiter downtown in ice cream stores. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> not to leave at, at. I wonder what. Is that where you went to meet men? Ice cream shop? I guess. Not to leave town at any time without permission of the chairman or trustees. Wow. A teacher at the time in Wisconsin could not leave the town without permission of the chairman or trustees. Not to smoke cigarettes. This contract becomes null and void immediately if the teacher is found smoking. Not to drink. Oh, here we go. Not to drink beer, wine, whiskey. this contradicts becoming this contract becomes null and void if the teacher is found drinking beer, wine or whiskey. Not to ride in a carriage or automobile with any man except her brother or father. Wow this I mean this was really strict. <clears throat> not to dress in bright colors, not to dye her hair. To wear at least two petticoats. Boy, I mean, they wanted you really. Uh, They they wanted you just to look the part and not be desirable at all. Not to wear dresses more than two inches above the ankles, because God forbid someone should see your ankles. To keep the schoolroom clean. To sweep the classroom floor at least once daily. To scrub the classroom floor at least once a week with soap and hot water. To clean the blackboard at least once daily. To start the fire to keep the kids warm, you know. 7 a.m., so the room will be warm by 8 a.m. when the children arrive. Not to wear face powder, mascara, or paint the lips. Now, again, holy cow, wow. Okay, so this was, again, Wisconsin... 1922 if ladies wanted to get a job as a teacher those were the high standards that people were expected to live up to now today i again i was reading early this morning there's a school out there there's uh i forgot i'm forgetting the state right now that you read what this is expected of the teacher and it all has to do with diversity equity inclusion et cetera, et cetera, and none of it like what i just read here actually had anything to do with teaching the kids, although I guess back then they were holding these women to the highest possible moral standards, I guess. I hate the idea that they're not even allowed to leave town without getting permission from their boss. Now, that's going way too far.
5: Why is that person running? Are you okay? Is somebody chasing you?
2: You're running on purpose? Seven in the morning. (laughs)
0: Yep, there you have it. A new level of crazy, and you heard it here first. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Make your voice heard at 888-97-WOODS. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio.
1: Time 47 to time. Wake Up Wyoming off to the icebox we go. Frank Cambino is just now walking in. And sitting down. I just saw him go through the Frank door. Frank
2: Gambino, Studio 6. Frank Gambino,
4: <clears throat> Studio 6. That's okay. I,
1: I was I in that. Studio 5. Yes. Oh, you were? Okay. It's uh, wrong.
4: I, I, can't, I can't add today.
1: No, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a maze back here, which is why when I'm done helping somebody that's never been back here, I walk them out.
4: Well, yeah, because... You can get yeah.
1: lost. Oh yeah, yeah, it's amazing. So yeah, okay, it all
4: looks, law looks the same. It, anyway. it
1: kind of does. I mean, there's a lot of weird turns and so on here, but I think that helps keep us safe, Frank.
4: Yeah, I'm I'm not
1: scared. No, even though se- when the
4: lights are off, if I som- used to
1: be. Yeah, if somebody came back here with bad intentions, if we get lost before they found me and killed me. Yeah, if they came back with bad intentions, they put them to work. I was plenty of that going on right here. Okay, now <clears throat> this is an actual picture here. It is a fire alarm on a wall. And in the fire alarm all around it there, a spider has built a web. And the spider is sitting or hanging on the side of the pull-down switch. Okay. Pretty good-sized one. And so someone took a picture of that and wrote, In case of fire, we're all just going to have to freaking die.
4: Yeah. (laughs) They won't touch. Now, now remember the old fire alarms where they used to have the hammer?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That were next
4: to it, and you bash the glass.
1: Exactly, yeah. So
4: that's what we need now. Yes. All fire alarms need a hammer. Yes. so you can kill the spider. And kill the spider.
1: Yes, okay. And then after you've killed the spider, you can go ahead and pull the fire alarm down and- And smash that spider to bits. Everybody home. Okay. Now, I think either that bug spray would be good, can of bug spray, or does that take too long? Would you rather have that? What about a shoe? Hang a shoe there. Shoe,
4: I mean, I mean a can of bug, bug spray, but most people will use the can yes. of bug spray I'll, to so, smash the spider. So
1: when you've had a can of bug spray, have you actually used the can and says spraying? I've just used the can. I one time walked into the kitchen of my family's cabin in the Carolina mountains, and when I said, Frank, the body of this spider was as big as my fist
4: okay that?
1: Yes, it's a wood spider that lives up in the mountain. I've never seen a spider that big. Okay. Did, did, it, did you get it to shoosh? Okay, now shush here's the thing. Here? It was sitting on a wet towel that I had drying on the sink. Unfortunately, when I'm looking at the bug spray, it's directly under the spider. <laughs> 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 and I'm standing there going, oh my God, in order to kill this thing, I'm going to have to reach down and not just reach my arm into the cabinet, but my face is going to get really close to the web sack Mm, on the back
4: no 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 call somebody Uh, no just just put it back out in the woods i'm in a
1: cabin out in the middle of nowhere (laughs) i had two choices (laughs) get to the bug spray or sleep outside or get the spider out of your out of the cabin we did own a shotgun i was tempted (laughs) but i would have had holes in the sink Although, that would have been completely justified, <laughs> I think. I had to shoot the kitchen sink full of holes. Did so, you, to
4: kill the big spider.
1: Did, well, I, would, I should have taken a picture of the spider beforehand. But back in those days, we didn't have cameras on our cell phones. No,
4: no, no. You, we, we're just trusting you that it was the size yeah, of your it Yeah, it was.
1: Well, including the web sack, the body in the web sack. Yeah. That's how big it was. Wow. As big as my fist. And then the legs. Well, okay. I did it, Frank. I'm a hero.
4: There you go. Men's college hoops over the weekend. When you thought the Wyoming Cowboys were making progress, then they turned in a brutal performance in their 62-48 loss to Nevada Las Vegas in Vegas on Saturday night. The Cowboys were just bricking it from the three-point line, 4 of 25. They went close to 10 minutes without scoring. UW 3 of 16 from 3 in the first half. They trailed by 8 at the break, by as many as 23 in the second half. So the Cowboys are 5 and 4 in Mountain West play, 12 and 10 overall. Plus, they have lost 20 straight road conference games to UNLV, 20. UW will be at home tomorrow in Laramie to beat number 19 New Mexico at 6.30. Wyoming Cowgirls beat Nevada in Laramie 59-52. It's kind of ugly at times for UW, but the win is a win. They were only, only, only 1 of 12 from the three-point line, but 14 of 16 from the free-throw line. Douglas High School grad Allison Furtick led the way with a dozen, and the Cowgirls get to 8-2 in Mountain West, play 13-8 overall. They'll be at home on Wednesday to take on Utah State in Laramie. Junior, junior college basketball from over the weekend. The Casper College women on Saturday improved the 19-5 with an 85-66 win over Eastern Wyoming from Torrington. Andy Schussler led the T-Birds with 17. The Casper College men uh, beat Eastern 101-90 to get to 15-9 on the year. And The game had 162 shots from the field and 64 three-point attempts. Casper was led in scoring by Jimmy James and Abdul Bashir with 21 each. The Casper teams will be at Western Wyoming and Rock Springs coming up on Saturday. The LCCC men's basketball team from Cheyenne in 13-11 on the year beating Western Wyoming over the weekend 76-72 thanks to 25 points from Davion Butler. The LCCC women beat Western Wyoming 64-49 as Lila Spring led the Golden Eagles with 22. The L-Trip teams will host Northwest of Powell on Friday. The high school indoor track season cruised along on Friday in Gillette on the girls' side in the Trona Sage golf won the 55-meter dash and the 200. Maggie Matson of East won the 800 and 3200. Talia Morris of Cheyenne East with the 19 19 feet 3 and a half inches to win the long jump. Tegan Becker of Kelly Walsh won the shot put yet again. Laramie freshman Laney Berryhill continues her solid season with the win in the 1600. Cheyenne Central's sophomore Kaylee Amflores Flores finished first in the 400-meter dash. On the boys' side, Kelly Walsh with a couple of champions. Landon Walker set the school record in the triple jump at 44 feet 2 inches. Caleb Orberg of Kelly Walsh won the 55 hurdles. Laramie's Dominic Everly took to 3200. And Cheyenne Central's Nicholas Lewis won the pole vault going 13 feet 6
1: inches. I always have to kind of sit and imagine what you mean when you use certain terms like Wyoming was bricking it. Bricking it. Yeah, what Bricks that?
4: are bad basketball
1: shots oh okay okay yeah sometimes a term comes out is that good or is that bad i don't know what that is so if you're like oh that's
4: another brick oh that means that's another bad basketball shot
1: Okay, so now at least I also know the sport that you were talking about, too. Cause I,
4: <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you. Glenn, just don't. Okay? I'm not just, even going to try.
1: All right, thank you, Frank. Coming up on, yeah, I'm just completely useless. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that. National, local update on your weather forecast, and you and I go rolling back into it. Wake up my